Hey there, welcome back to Crest in the Afternoon. Marcus Peter filling in for Al Cresta on this Friday afternoon. Uh, optional memorial of the seven holy founders of the Servite Order. Next week, six Red Rose rescuers, including Monica Miller, will go on trial. Monica has the latest. Dr. Monica Miller is no stranger to this program. She's a frequent uh, guest and contributor to some of these segments. She's the director of Citizens for a Pro-Life Society and author of many books, including The Authority of Women in the Catholic Church, Abandoned, The Untold Story of the Abortion Wars, and Theology of the Passion of the Christ. Check out ProLifeSociety.com, all one word, ProLifeSociety.com, and StopAbortionRx.com, StopAbortionRx.com. Monica, how are you doing today? Okay, it's good to be with you, Marcus. Likewise. I'm really, really glad we get to connect over the mic this time. Thank you. So uh, for those of you listening, uh, Dr. Miller is a dear friend and uh, mentor in a lot of ways. So, Monica, tell us what's going on in terms of uh, the, the trial that's upcoming for the Red Rose Rescuers. Right. Well, there's six of us, including uh, Catholic priest Father Fidelis Boshinsky. So... I, and maybe I should tell people to, to, to go to redroserescue.com and click on the About tab, because we have our mission statement posted there. So if people want to understand, what are we doing? <laughs> what is this? Okay. But on April 23rd of last year, six of us did a Red Rose Rescue at the Northland Family Planning Abortion Center in uh, Southfield, Michigan. It's on Evergreen Road, uh, up on the second floor of a building that has other businesses. And three of the rescuers, Father Moshinsky, uh, Jacob Greger, who lives, actually lives in Ann Arbor, and uh, Elizabeth Waggy, went actually went into the abortion center. And the, and the goal, the, 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 the purpose is literally to... At the la- I mean, this is the last effort to try and talk to these moms who are scheduled for abortion, sitting in the waiting room, about ready to walk down a hallway where they're going to exterminate their babies. And so our goal is to make that last effort to persuade them, to offer them practical help, and, and we offer them roses, of course, as a sign of peace and a sign of life. Now, attached to each rose is a card with words of encouragement, and on the reverse side are uh, phone numbers uh, to local pregnancy help centers. So they went in, they tried to talk to the moms, and then three of us, that would be myself, Laura Geis, and Matthew Connolly, we stayed in the hallway outside of the abortion center. So the purpose for that was we would have access to literally every single mom getting off the elevator and then walking down what I call the hallway of death to go to the entrance to the abortion clinic. And we had an opportunity to offer help to every single mom. So we kind of actually kind of moved, if you will, sidewalk counseling into the building. And and we even had we even had people down in the lobby. So there were there were really you know three three efforts here on the on April 23rd to defend the unborn to reach out to these moms and to provide uh the witness to the sanctity of human life and the other aspect Marcus of what we do if if the moms don't listen 
if even if just one mom isn't going to listen, she's she's just de- 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 you know determined to go through with her scheduled abortion. The Red Rose Rescuers, at least some of us, have to stay with the unwanted. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to be in solidarity with the unwanted unborn. They are at that point they are completely abandoned human beings, and they deserve someone to stay with them and continue to defend them. And it's been our experience that as long as we're in the abortion center, abortions don't take place. Mm. So we we stay there as long as we possibly can. But then, of course, this is where we risk uh, the possibility of arrest, because when the police come, we explain to them that if if the clinic will not kill any babies, we'll leave. Right. Mm-hmm. But of course, that's not going to happen. Um, and so the uh, the police p- p- put us under arrest. And then we we you know, there's a lot of different things we could be charged with. But in this case, tra- a misdemeanor trespassing and then this re- really weird law in Southfield <laughs> interference with business relations. OK. And then there was uh, obstruction of an officer. So. What what did we do? You know, obstruction. We did not obstruct these officers. We just simply sat down. They had to carry us out. And and the law is a, is very weird there because even if you quote unquote disobey a lawful order, mm-hmm. you could get charged with obstruction of an officer. Wow. That's all we did. Okay, so it was completely peaceful, completely passive. Mm-hmm. But we're going to go to court. This this uh, our trial begins on Tuesday, February twenty first. It, it, we expect it will go all day Wednesday, the 22nd, and, and very likely even spill into Thursday, the 23rd. We would, first of all, people, we, we are asking people to please pray. Pray for the judge, Cynthia Arvant. Pray for the prospective jurors uh, that are going to be on our, you know, on our, our you know, in, in, in court and in, mm-hmm. in deciding our case. And our attorney, our great, great attorney, Robert Muse of the American Freedom Law Center. So and pray, pray for us that we have the courage of our convictions uh, to stand up for the unborn when we go to court. So prayer is the first thing. Mm-hmm. But we would love to see people come to the trial. So you can come the afternoon of Tuesday. The morning's going to be taken up with jury selection. So there may not be any seats to, you know, to sit. Uh, until that's over. So if people are going to come on Tuesday, Marcus, come in the afternoon around after 12 noon, I, all day Wednesday, come come to court starting at 9 o'clock in the morning, and then again on Thursday at 9 o'clock in the morning. It's super easy to find. The court is the 46th District Court in Southfield, 26000 Evergreen Road. Mm-hmm. And all of this, all those details, Judge Cynthia Arvant is the judge. You want to go to her courtroom. Uh, it's up on our website, ProLifeSociety.com, or you, you could type in ProLifeSociety.net. That, that would also get you there. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, that, that's truly quite a lot uh, that's already going on. For those of you who uh, will or are pulling up RedRoseRescue.com, you, you will see that uh, the way Red Rose rescues are conducted are completely peaceful. They abide by a lot of uh, legal stipulations. But more than anything, they just demonstrate true reverential solidarity with the innumerable children who are being massacred 
uh, at these abortuaries. So, Monica, just go on to talk about the things that, that you have been doing with this particular team of Red, Red Rose Rescuers. Well, I should, I should let uh, listeners know that there have, have been a number of trials. Um, of course, this trial next week will be in Michigan, but February 6th, 7th, and 8th, so just a week or so ago, um, there were four Red Rose rescuers that were on trial in Manhasset, New York, for a rescue they did there in 2021. Again, Father Fidelis was one of the defendants, as well as, as uh, Laura Geis, and they were all convicted. I got and, and it was a it was a rough go in 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 that trial. Um, but I give a lot of credit. They had two uh, defense pro life defense attorneys um, who would not allow this trial to be sanitized. And this is one of the things that sometimes we face, Marcus, mm-hmm. when we get into court. Uh, we've had judges who, you're not going to believe this maybe, who will make rulings that we're not even allowed to say the word abortion. Oh, wow. The, the, the jurors are not allowed to know that this trespass, quote-unquote, uh, took place in an abortion clinic. It, wow. it, it, because abortion doesn't have anything to do with what we did. <laughs> it's like it's so ridiculous. Uh, but these, these great defense attorneys in Mahasset, um, New York, they just they just ignored the judge's uh, uh, rules and and uh, and it was incredible the, the the questions that they asked the jurors. I mean, I, they were they were walking on the edge of, of being found in contempt. Mm-hmm. And I got, I just got to give them a lot of credit. And then and then we had a trial uh, actually started on the f- February fifteenth, okay, of this week, um, and that was in Shrewsbury, New Jersey another Red Rose rescue that took place there. But now that, everybody went to court and testimony was entered and it was, it was beautiful because they were allowed to talk about why they went there, their, their philosophy, their spiritual motivations for why they, they, they went into the abortion center. But oddly, that the, remainder, the remainder of that trial has now been postponed because the prosecutor wanted to review certain motions that were entered and so we, we we don't even know when that when when's the next court date but there are other other things that are happening regarding red rose rescues and and then there's these other rescues they're not red rose rescues there are other people doing rescues mm-hmm. um and uh, that are facing the, uh, the the federal law of the freedom of access to clinic entrances act and, and there's a number of trials that are going to be coming up regarding regarding that. There, there's so much that's going on, and quite frankly, listening to all of this, the, the average listener would just be any, anywhere from truly concerned to almost feeling uh, hopeless. And yet, I know you, and you're a person of tremendous hope. So, Monica, just uh, give us a word of hope for where the battle has been going. Well, I, as everybody knows, Roe v. Wade was was reversed on June 24th um, of last year, mm-hmm. and that has created an interesting landscape. Um, I would say certainly thousands, if not tens of thousands, of unborn children, their lives have been spared mm. as a consequence of the reversal of Roe v. Wade. But we're facing some e- enormous battles in states like our own, in Michigan, uh, uh, Minnesota, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, um, p- 
passed legislation that basically is allowing abortion on demand for the full term of pregnancy um, with, and all of the regulations and restrictions on, on abortion are going to be reversed. And, and, and so those, those are the battlefronts for us right now. But, you know, we, we, we have to do, it, first of all, never give up hope, never give up this battle. Um, God, God is in charge of, of life, and, and in the end, he, he will not disappoint but we have to educate, we have to cultivate the conscience of our country, the conscience of the people that live in this country, that the unborn are human beings, they are members of the human family, and abortion is a violence against them, and we have to oppose it. Amen. We're talking to Dr. Monica Miller, Director of Citizens for a Pro-Life Society and author of other books. Uh, stay tuned as we continue to have conversations of consequence. Uh, the links will be in the website at the end of the day on the archives. Marcus Peter of Crest and the Afternoon.